Hey you guys, welcome back. So if you follow me on Instagram or you're part of my Facebook empowerment community or on my email list, you know that a couple weeks ago, I was one of the guest experts on the Building Healthy Habits into Identity Summit that was hosted by Lindsay Pulliam. So it was a five-day summit. It was super awesome. There were 10 guest experts and it was all just about how to build healthy habits and how to create your identity out of that. So I actually took a little bit of a a different twist and I talked about faith. Um, So I wanted to share that interview with you guys for today's episode. So it's gonna be a little different because I'm the one getting interviewed instead of the one who is interviewing. So just a little bit different, so just so you know, but it was a great talk. I really enjoyed talking to Lindsay and I love this summit that she put on. Um, so I will link her stuff in, um, in the show notes so you guys can follow her. And if you are not already part of my Facebook empowerment community or follow me on Instagram, um, you guys are going to want to join and follow me because that's where I'm telling you guys, Hey, there's a free identity summit. There's a free this, free that. And that's how you guys are going to know. And I want you guys to have as many freebies as you can. So I'll put the links in my show notes, but my Instagram is at this is Miranda Lee and the Facebook empowerment community is bit.ly slash Miranda Lee FB. So go ahead and join if you haven't already. All right, let's get this episode started. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Miranda, hi, welcome. I am so excited to have you today. And we're going to take a twist on today's topic like we haven't taken yet. So I'm really excited about that. But before we get going, how about we hear a little bit about you? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about habits and also incorporate faith in it. Um, Like I said, my name is Miranda. I am a faith-based health and confidence coach. Um, I have my bachelor's of science in applied health science, and I have my master's in business. Um, Fitness and nutrition has been a part of my life from as far back as I can remember in elementary school, but unfortunately it hasn't always had the most positive effect on my life. And, you know, when it, when it comes to habits as well, I was someone who was really good at sticking to habits, but probably too good. Um, So I really had to actually take a step back and realize that um, it's okay to not be perfect and to, um, you know, not have my identity just in these things like fitness, nutrition, how much I weighed, what my pant size was. And, you know, we are going to be talking about God today. And I'm I'm really excited about that because um, that's actually what completely transformed my relationship with myself, with food and with fitness. And that's what I'm I'm here to do. I, you know, I help other women build their self-confidence 
build their confidence in their body, ditch diet culture, but, you know, still, still be okay with reaching their goals that have to do with health and fitness. Ditching diet culture does not mean you don't want to be healthy, that you don't want to eat healthy, that you don't want to work out. It just means finding that healthy balance. So that's what I help people do. Oh, that's so good. And I love this because I do, the name of this summit is about turning healthy habits into identity, but I love that you stated that it's not so much about, you know, I kind of call it the, uh, the culture stigma where we're stuck on that as basing what our habits are and how we show up in our habits, that this is what society tells us is healthy and all this stuff that we're missing an element of health, nutrition, and wellness. And a big part of that is God and how he created us. And so I'm really excited about that. So before we get really diving into the God part, what is healthy habits to you? What is that? Like when you hear that, somebody says a healthy habit, like define that in your words and your world. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think that diet culture and the way society is has totally changed what the actual definition of healthy is. I actually did an entire podcast on, you know, what does it mean to be healthy? And I think diet culture has um, taken the word healthy and like just focused it in on like nutrition and on things that are good versus bad. And that's not how health and wellness was meant to be. It's supposed to be this spectrum. There's supposed to be this gray area that we want to live in. We think you're either on one end of the scale where it's where it's good and you're doing things that are good and healthy, or you're on the other end of a scale where it's unhealthy and bad. When in reality, both ends of the scale are extremes and they're unhealthy. And we want to be in that middle area and that gray area, and that's where health lives. And I also think that when it comes to healthy habits, we need to remember there's other parts of the wellness wheel beyond fitness and nutrition. You know, there's our mental health, there's our emotional health, there's our relationships, there's our financial health, there's, you know, our relationship with God, our spiritual health. And a lot of the times we think that these healthy habits that we have are healthy, but really we're feeding this one little piece of the pie of wellness and we're depriving the other pieces. So I think for me, healthy habits is finding that middle ground, that balance that benefits all aspects of wellness on the wellness wheel instead of, instead of trying to be so extreme and having this all or nothing mindset. Oh, I really, really enjoyed that. And because it really gives a person permission to be human, right? To be human, to have flaws, but also to really kind of live into their version of what healthy living and healthy being is. And uh, hopefully a more joyful joyful (laughs) version because the extremes are so hard to be in there are too much emotions at the top of being so tight or too loose that's just it really too much of a sway of emotions that really dictate how we show up 
right? So if we are so tight and so stuck in it, we just, it can be bogging. It could be overwhelming. It could be, you know, heavy, right? And the other way, it could feel like when we're not showing up at all, or we're just, we can't live up to those expectations of what we've labeled was exactly to be healthy, then we feel unworthy and unmatched and all the things, right? So I love that you shared that. I feel like it it opened for me some freedom to be like, okay, (laughs) I don't have to be perfect. So with that said, what is like, this is obviously leading into our conversation today. What is the missing, uh, missing conversation today that we're neglecting in this conversation of health wellness and building healthy habits into who we are can you yeah talk about that yeah I mean the the missing piece is um you know our our spiritual wellness and our spiritual health and it's our relationship with God um we think that God just wants to be with us on Sundays you know when we go to church um we think that you know God doesn't doesn't care about our nutrition or our physical health or exercise program, and nothing could be further from the truth. God lent us this body that we're in, and he wants us to take care of it. Of course, it, it is something that was being lent to us. And it's not something that's permanent, but it doesn't mean that this is our purpose. Our purpose is not to be 120 pounds. Our purpose in life is, is not to wear a certain pant size, our purpose in life isn't to work out six days a week and eat a certain amount of calories and track your macros. That's, that's not our purpose. Um, you know, I imagine that God's up in heaven and he's with all his angels and he's showing us, he's showing his angels, his beautiful creation. And, you know, if God is pointing down at me saying, look at this beautiful creation I made, and I'm just standing in front of the mirror, judging myself and ripping myself apart and basically saying like, Hey God, your creation stinks. Like your creation's not good enough. Like who are we to to do that? To pick apart, um, you know, this body that He lent us to pick apart who we are in the inside, who God created. That's actually the most selfish thing we can do is be so hard on ourselves and basically just so mean. So you know, God wants us to treat our body with health and respect, but he doesn't want us to obsess about it. So I think, you know, when it comes to building these healthy habits and, you know, eating healthier, working out, whatever we deem as healthy in our life, God wants to be a part of it. Every single aspect, he wants to be there with us. And once we surrender that over to God and realize that this journey that we have is so much bigger than us and so much bigger than the things that society says is important, it just, it brings so much peace. And I know for me, um, who would have thought that finding food freedom and healing from the eating disorders that I struggled with for many years is actually, you know, what brought me closer to God and what pulled me out of those struggles was prayer, was reading the Bible, was surrendering these things over to God. God is who helped me heal from my eating disorders. God is the reason why I am the healthiest version of myself today. You know, notice how I didn't say the skinniest version, the strongest version, the fastest version. No, I am the healthiest and happiest and most joyful version of myself today because I surrendered it all over to God. 
Miranda, I love that. And thank you for illustrating and really emphasizing that that one important point is that it's not about what we look like that makes us healthy. It's about being the healthiest version of ourselves. And that looks different across all levels of human beings, like all shapes, all sizes, everything like that is being being able to wake up in the morning and feeling good. That's a that's being the healthiest or the best version of yourself, right? It's having the energy to do things. It's all those things. And it's not always about what size we are or what, you know, what, um, how we look in the mirror. Like, yeah, sure. We want to look great. Um, but it's, it's not the, the outside appearance that is creating the healthiest version of yourself. Right. I mean, in all reality, when I, and I like to share some vulnerability, I'm a personal trainer of over 20 years and I don't look like most personal trainers. I have a slower metabolism. I know this. I have a, a mom pooch. I know this. You know, I am a more curvy woman. I know this. But I, I know that I am the strongest, healthiest version of myself. And it does start with my mindset of knowing that I am enough because God has created me to be enough. He is the one who I am perfectly made in his image. And right. And when we're learning to be the healthiest version of ourselves, we've got a distortive image of ourselves. We're imagining the world's view of us, but it's really hard for us to put ourselves into God's view of us. But it, when we're separated from him, we can't do that. Do you have anything more to say on that? I mean, I, I completely agree with, with everything you're saying. And, you know, you say that you don't look the way that you think other personal trainers look, but like who made that rule, you know, once again, society, God didn't say, you know, this is how a personal trainer should look. And if God, God probably has a list of things of how a personal trainer should be. And I don't think any of it has to do with how they look. You know, people don't connect with the personal trainer because of um, their their size or their weight. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can connect with you because you're relatable. You're a mom. You're someone who's trying to be the healthiest version of yourself for you and your kids. You're not trying to say, how much weight can I possibly lose in a short period of time? You know, and I think that's that's like the beautiful thing about surrendering things over to God is, you know, God helps you find your purpose beyond what you think society is telling you that your purpose should be. You know, you see Olympians who, you know, win a gold medal in the Olympics and then, then they're literally like, now what? Like, who are they without that sport? And for me personally, that used to be one of my biggest struggles is, I put my identity in these things that could be so easily taken away. My identity was, you know, I weigh a certain amount and this is who I am. My identity was, you know, I was a first place power lifter for years. My identity was, you know, I was a, a boxer for years. Like I had my identity in like these sports. And I remember when I got really injured powerlifting and 
I couldn't lift, lift heavy until I recovered from my back injury. And, you know, I'm, I imagine this is how, let's say, Olympians or maybe CEOs or other people who put their identity in these things that can be so easily taken away. Like, I imagine that's how they feel. And I realized that once I put my identity in God and in God's love for me and in who I was in God's eyes, that is something that can never be taken away from me. Like that is my identity. My identity isn't this sport that I play. My identity, my identity isn't, um, you know, how much I weigh or what pant size I am or what place I come in in a competition or my identity isn't, you know, that girl who works out all the time. Cause for the longest time, I thought that that's what my identity was. My identity was the girl who works out all the time and the girl who eats super healthy. And it's like, okay, so if I'm in a group of people, I feel like I can't order a burger and fries because I think, you know, am I going to ruin my identity? I can't take a rest day on a Monday because, oh my gosh, am I going to ruin my identity or my reputation? But once I realized my identity wasn't God, was in something that cannot be taken away from me ever. I'm just so, so much more content, but also so much happier with the ever evolving version of myself that is going to change forever. I'm not always going to be super strong. I'm not always going to be a certain size. I'm not always going to be the girl who works out all the time. You know, like I just had a baby um, two months ago and my pelvic floor PT told me after six weeks, you're not ready to get back to heavy lifting. You have another six weeks, no lifting heavy. And I feel like the older version of me would have been like, who am I without lifting? Like, I can't believe this, but you know, it's not the end of the world. If I have to go another six weeks to be the healthiest version of myself, and that's, you know, fixing um, my pelvic floor, focusing on my mental health, Right now, the healthiest version of me is not stepping back into the gym and lifting healthy. That's actually a very unhealthy thing for me. So I think we just need to realize that our definition of health and what's the healthiest thing for us to do is going to change no matter, you know, if we're in a different phase in our life and being in tune with our body and understanding that is what's going to get us through. Yeah, absolutely. I think as a, I see it over and over where um, my clients will compare themselves to the 20 year old them and, and try to be that version of them when they're in their forties. And it's like, wait, what is the 40 year old you? Who is that healthy version of you? And how does she show up? Because the 20 year old me is not the same as the 40 year old me. Right. And so I love how you stated that is like, what is the healthiest version of me right now? And, and that really drives home that we can't, the healthiest version of me is not the person in the past, but it's the person who's here and the person in the future that I am and things like that. And, and, you know, and, and God has given us instruction on how to eat. Like the gluttony is a, um, a sin for a reason, right? But I'm not here to shame anybody into if they're overeating because of emotions or other things like that. It's like there's a purpose for why we want to bring healthy living into our lifestyle because our bodies are our temple and they honor and glorify God when we treat it with respect and honor, just as if we are treating our body as if 
it is God's body, correct? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, the Bible says that everything we do, we should be doing to glorify God. And like you said, if we are, let's say, overeating and trying to mask these emotions, or even the opposite, if we're over exercising and working out for hours and hours every day, we aren't doing that for God. We are doing it for a completely different reason. If you are overworking out and under eating, you are, or you were doing it for, for society. Basically, you want to look a certain way to please society. You aren't living this life to please God and to glorify God. So I think like, that's why having that connection with fitness, nutrition, and, you know, our faith, is so important because God should be the reason why we do everything we do. And if we notice that we're, you know, at one end of the spectrum of these extremes, whether we're overeating and not exercising and, you know, not caring about our health or if we're obsessing about our health and, you know, obsessing over every calorie and macro and working out and not giving ourselves rest days, both of those extremes is not putting God first. So that's, That's why it's so amazing that once you surrender everything over to God and, you know, let God take control, like ask him, is this something I'm supposed to be doing right now in my life? Is this a goal I should be pursuing? God will help you and he will lead the way. And God wants you to be confident in your body. God wants you to want to move your body. Um, You just have to let him in and, and, you know, Jesus, take the wheel, give him the wheel so he can help you. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we just wallow in the pain and and are taking care of things ourselves when he is there to guide and help us. And can I ask you a vulnerable question? What was it? Do you have a specific moment in your life that you kind of I heard you talk about your eating disorders and stuff like that. A lot of times we always focus on being overweight and all these things is unhealthy, but that is another part of the spectrum. Um, What was it in your journey that brought you to, hey, like, I'm broken, I'm breaking down right now. And I keep trying to control it with how I controlling my eating. How did it switch? How did you switch your habit of you controlling it? Because that's a, that was our healthy habit, right? That's what we considered our healthy habit that wasn't so healthy. How do you switch it and turn it into a godly habit? Yeah, so I, I think for me, my my breaking point was basically I have I had achieved everything that I thought would make me happy. And I was more miserable than I had ever been. I was counting every single macro. I was in the gym for hours a day. I, you know, was constantly getting this, um, you know, external reinforcement from other people. People were like, wow, you look so good. You've lost all this weight. Like you're so fit, all these things. And, you know, unfortunately, we think that that's enough is getting these compliments and that's what we strive for is for other people to notice but I know for me like I was still miserable and I was still hurting and things like I couldn't go out to eat on like a Tuesday with friends because I was like no like you only got to eat on the weekend so I was missing out on these things I remember it was super Super Bowl Sunday and everyone ordered Chipotle and I wanted the tortilla chips 
um, as well. Cause like who doesn't like chips and salsa during Super Bowl? And I told myself I had to earn those tortilla chips and I got on the bike and I rode for over an hour just so I didn't feel guilty for eating some tortilla chips while watching the Super Bowl. And I was just like, is this life? Like, I was just wondering, like, is this, I am the smallest version of myself that I've ever been. I'm also the strongest version of myself and like, it's still not enough. And I was just tired of feeling not enough. You know, you can achieve, let's say this goal weight of 120 pounds, but then what happens the next day when you step on the scale and you're 121, are you suddenly not worthy anymore because you don't weigh what you thought would make you worthy? Um, So that's just when I had to surrender it over God. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight. Of course, it it took time. It took vulnerability. I had to open up to my husband about my struggles and then eventually, you know, opened up to other people in my family and friends. And, you know, I had to set boundaries of things that I was comfortable with or uncomfortable with what I wanted, how, what role I wanted my husband to play in my recovery. Um, just uh, getting comfortable with getting really uncomfortable. And I think once I viewed health as a journey and not a destination, things totally changed because you're not just going to achieve health and achieve fitness one day. And then now your life's great. It doesn't work like that. It's going to be ever evolving and always changing. And like I said, it's going to look different in different phases of your life. Um, You know, I see a lot of people I'm in, I'm in my twenties. So I know for a lot of us, we compare people, we compare ourselves to, you know, the high school version of ourselves, like, oh, I don't weigh as much as I did in high school. Well, okay, yeah, you were barely going through puberty, you were playing like four sports, you had this crazy high metabolism, like you didn't have to care for kids, you didn't have to, you know, make your own food, like your parents were making you lunch, like, you were living a completely different life. So yeah, of course, you don't weigh the same as you did in high school. So, you know, these things are going to change or challenges are going to change. And that's the amazing thing about viewing health as a journey instead of a destination is like, it's going to be changing and how you try to achieve health and wellness is going to change over time too. Um, And just, you know, you just have to be kind to yourself and give yourself grace and, um, you know, just put God first, put God first in all of it because he wants to be on this journey with you. Yeah, absolutely. I really loved your viewpoint on, um, let me see if I can put this in the right way, is that you were saying that you were obsessing over those healthy habits so much that it made, drove you crazy. And, and, and there in lies where we think we're in the healthiest version of ourselves, but that is not a healthy version of yourself, right? I see this a lot with clients are like, I'm going on a vacation. I got to lose all this weight. And they're going crazy. And it's like, what happens when we create a mindset that we're enough and we're beautifully made, but then we also create living a way that is consistent over time. So we're not on this stupid roller coaster all the time. Like 
here it comes. Now I'm, I have to go crazy and insane because I gained a, a, a pound on vacation or I gained, you know, it's like, it's not realistic and it's definitely not the healthiest version of yourself. And like you said, there's a gray area, there's a part in between that. And we've got to find that in between to really be able to settle into who we are as the healthiest version of ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what? So what if you gained a couple pounds on vacation? Like what else did you gain? Did you gain like these wonderful memories? Did you gain experience and, um, you know, activities and all these things that you did with maybe family or, or friends or your kids? Like when we look back at these pictures and these memories of, um, you know, when we were on vacation or, or wedding, we're not going to be like, hmm, I wonder how much I weighed exactly on that day. Like we focus on the wrong things. And you know what? I think I rather weigh five or 10 extra pounds and be able to enjoy myself and eat good food. Like, I don't know where we got this idea that like you can't enjoy food and that food is strictly fuel and strictly for nutrition. That's not true. Why do you think all these holidays are centered around food? All these cultural traditions, we're all around the table together. It's because it's meant to be something that brings you together with family and friends. And that's where you talk and you make memories and you bond. And you can do that with good food too. But if you have this unhealthy relationship with food, or if you are, if you have these extreme habits, you might sit down at that dinner table and think I have two, one of two options. I can either sit here and just eat a salad and not eat any of this good food, or I have to overindulge and I have to overeat. And I basically have to binge eat. We think it's either zero or a hundred when, how about you sit there and you enjoy the conversation and you eat that slice of cake, shoot, you eat two slices of cake instead of sitting there obsessing and thinking, oh my gosh, don't eat the cake. It's so unhealthy and you don't eat it. And then afterwards you end up eating the whole thing because it was all you can think about. You know, we need to find this gray area where we live in and you know what, it might be um, at the expense of five extra pounds that you walk around at, but you know, when I die and someone, you know, stands up to talk about me at my funeral, I don't think anyone's going to say like, I'm so glad she wore a size eight, or I'm so glad that she weighed a hundred and whatever pounds. Like, that's not what people are going to be talking about. People are going to be talking about how I made them feel the memories that I made that I went out with them to eat on a Tuesday night that I didn't say no all the time and miss out because I was obsessing over how many calories I ate or no, sorry, I have to go to the gym at this exact time health is really about being flexible. And this is why diets fail. Diets tell you these are the, these firm set of rules. And if you do not do every single thing that my diet tells you to do, then you are a failure. So that's why people think that health is all or nothing. It's either I'm doing this exact diet, I'm doing keto and not eating any carbs or shoot, I ate a banana, screw it, might as well go eat a bunch of donuts and eat all this unhealthy food or all these carbs and we label that as bad so you know it's going to take time it it takes time for everyone you know it it didn't take us one day or even one year to build this unhealthy relationship with food you know we got here over 
five, 10, 15, 20 years of listening to what diet culture has told us to giving in to the things that we thought were successful. And you know, I keep bringing up diet culture in relation to food, but this could totally be something different. This can be, you know, you view success in life and how much money you're making, um, what title you have at your job, you know, who you are at home to your kids, you know, if how long you've been married, there's so many things that we can put our identity in that we get obsessive about. Um, And it took us how all these years to get to this mindset that we are now, we need to give ourselves that grace and realize that it's going to take a decent amount of time to undo all these unhealthy habits that we thought were healthy and, you know, lay that new foundation of healthy habits that are going to move on this spectrum and this grace scale that's going to look different right now. A healthy habit for you might be working out three days a week where, you know, in a couple years, that healthy habit might be working out six days a week. There isn't like, there isn't a one size fits all fitness and nutrition and health in general is not a one size fits all. And that's something we need to realize. Yeah, that's the biggest point that I think is missing from a lot of the conversation on health and exercise and all of the wellness talk is that the one size does not fit all. Like the way you can eat carbs is a whole lot different than me. I always give the example of my girlfriend who can run, who runs and is a runner, like a marathon runner. And she eats carbs like crazy, doesn't put a pound on. I eat like one piece of bread and I'm going to (laughs) expand. That's the way God made me. He made me that way. So I'm fine. I have to find the food that fuels me and creates me to be energetic and happy and joyful and doesn't allow me to be grouchy and down because when our mood is down it's because the fuels that we put in our body wasn't the fuels that God intended for us to take in in the first place there's a reason why we react to those things so right so you know just allowing ourselves to stop being on this comparison and always being um well, that my friend just did the keto and she lost it. So I'm guarantee I'm, it's going to work for me. It could actually be very unhealthy for you. So you don't want to just jump into something and believe that it's going to fit for you. That's why you're on again, off again is because you're not finding what is created for you and how you are designed to be and the way you were designed to eat and the way you were designed to exercise and function, you were not designed like your friend. So quit trying to be that, be who God created you to be and, and things like that. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Well, my question for you is what Bible verse helps you stay in tune with the healthiest version of yourself, the healthy, um, your healthy habits that help you align with you knowing who God created you to be and how you know the best version, the healthiest version of you should be. What do you have one off the top of your head? Did I throw it at you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my favorite Bible verse, and it's actually um, in my signature um, on my emails is Proverbs 16, verse three, and it's commit your activities to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, A lot of the times we have our plans that we want and we think this is what we have to do to get it. And you know what, if you commit everything that you do to God, he is 
going to get you to that to that goal to that place and it's probably not going to be the way you imagined it but that's okay you know I never thought that this would be where I am now and it's because of the struggles that I went through it wasn't meant to be easy but that's why people can relate to me and that's why I'm okay when I find when I you know have these other obstacles and these other bumps in the road because Everything I'm doing, I'm doing to glorify God and I'm not doing it perfectly and it's hard and it's not something just super easy. I do have to, you know, remind myself that, you know, just because it's not your way for someone who's very type A and, you know, I, I like to plan everything out. You know, God always laughs at my plans, but as long as I, you know, commit everything I do to God, it's going to be okay because he has a plan for me and it's way better than whatever plan I imagined for myself. Absolutely. I like to think when I'm, I'm in my health and, and better version of myself journey, I always ask myself, is this the version that God created me to be at the end? Like when I meet up with God and he says to who I actually created you to be, I want him to say yes. This is, I want him to be like, you guys are twins. You are looking at each other in the face and you're identical because that is exactly who I created you to be. And I'm thankful and I appreciate you for showing up like that. So my decisions, when I make them not always perfect, I let the world escape into what, who I am sometimes. And I find myself slipping, slipping in that version of myself. But at the end of the day, if I can ask myself, did I show up in the version of that God created me to be? I show up in a whole different light, a whole different way. And I know that I felt, and I feel amazing. I feel energetic. I feel empowered. I don't get drained as often. I'm like, you know, I'm knowing I am the best version of myself because I'm asking myself, is this who God created me to be? So awesome. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) Well, Miranda, thank you so much. And in this email, we're actually going to have your link to your free and it's a devotional. And I really, really appreciate that. I really love the devotional. And um, also you have a podcast, correct? Yes, yes, I do. My podcast is called the Empowered. So M, the letter dash powered podcast. And it is a faith-based podcast all about fitness and nutrition and ditching diet culture. And I, yes, I do have that free devotional that I'm giving everyone. And, you know, I think that morning routines or nighttime routines, you know, just set aside five minutes of yourself of your time to really commit to yourself and the Lord. And this devotional is all about growing closer to God, but also building that self-confidence and body confidence as well in just five minutes a day for two weeks. Nice. I love it. And when we do that, when we put ourselves in the Lord and we commit to that, our entire being changes into some amazing, empowering light. And so I know a lot of people want to steer away from the God thing, but God is really where the true source is. And and when you allow yourself to be within him, he 
gives you more strength than you, you can move mountains. So this journey of being the best version of you, changing your identity to be the healthiest version of you and to being who God created you to be, that identity can be somewhat of a journey, of a scary journey, but through him, all things possible. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for sharing today. I really appreciate it. I know it went uh, a different route than all the other uh, other ones that we have done but this is the this is a conversation i i believe is missing in our talk when we're trying to be the best version of ourselves that we're missing god and yep. and there's a hollowness there and when there's a hollowness there there continues to be a a lack of showing up in the way we know we need to so thank you so much for for letting me come on and and talk about god um, cause like you said, it is totally different, especially in the, in the fitness and health industry, but I think it's what, what we've been missing. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Alrighty, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I know I had a lot of fun talking to Lindsay and if you guys do want to download the body confidence devotional i will link that in the show notes as well so you guys can have access to it too all right i hope you guys enjoyed it i will catch you in the next episode and have an amazing day Mm